Dark Web with Kathy Pfefferhahn. Finances and in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through personal, tailored, and attentive financial coaching services. Together, we will create a successful financial plan by examining your spending and saving habits, then guiding and educating you to your own personal success. Coaching services include evaluation of your spending plan, building your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please contact me at capitalcoaching.net to make an appointment for a free consultation. You can also purchase my new workbook, Finances and Your Spending Planner Workbook. Click the link in the show notes. There's both a coil-bound and a soft copy version available. Your finances can be in danger on the dark web in several ways. For instance, cyber criminals can use the dark web to sell stolen financial information, such as credit card numbers, bank account details, and social security numbers. They can also use this information to commit financial fraud, such as making unauthorized purchases, transferring funds, or taking loans out in your name. The dark web can also be used to conduct phishing scams and other forms of social engineering to trick you into divulging your financial information. For example, you may receive an email or a message that appears to be from your bank or credit card company asking you to update your account information. But in reality, it's a fake website designed to steal your login credentials. Therefore, it's important to be cautious with the information you share online and take steps to protect your financial accounts and personal information. The dark web is accessible by using special software encrypted that cannot be searched by the common search engines. It requires a special browser. The amount of privacy that the dark web has is huge compared to the web. Because of this, online selling of drugs or stolen data can be done while keeping their identity unknown. It's pretty ironic when our most sensitive data can be bought and sold there. These secret websites use information not available to a search engine on the net, like emails, banking information, medical and legal documents, and personal and work databases. This began in the early 2000s to secure users against government interference and cyber attacks. And that system is still being used without being able to track their users. The U.S. Naval Research Laboratory paid for a project called the Onion Router, allowing intelligence agencies to be able to communicate and not be tracked, creating a safe way for them to exchange information, even in hostile environments. The positive of the web is that people can go and express themselves without worry of employers tracking them, a place for true privacy and freedom of expression. The positive of the dark web. Of course, that means that people can also hide behind the privacy and engage in criminal behavior, but anyone can get on the dark web with the correct browser. You can try running a scan to see if any of your data is on the dark web, or you could sign up for a dark web scanning service and then they would alert you if your data is found. If you find that your information is found, you should change passwords. I found freezing my credit is helpful when your data has been released. That way your credit report is restricted when requested, making it impossible for a lender to see your data and they'll not want to extend credit in your name. Or should I say, they won't want to extend credit to someone else in your name. Of course, when you need to get your credit report fold for your own purposes, you contact the reporting agency and ask them to temporarily or permanently remove the freeze so that you can apply for whatever you're trying to buy. The web that you and I search is only 4% of all content. It's called the open web, and it allows common search engines to find data, like when you search for finances and. The deep web, about 90% of the website data, emails, banking, health or school records, may be here. This is information that is private content that cannot be searched in the same way that you can with, say, Google or Safari. 
It includes sign-in credentials and content explicitly blocked. And it's used by people who do dangerous but not illegal work. Whistleblowers, activists, journalists, law enforcement, and intelligence agencies, for example. The dark web contains about 6% of all content, and it can't be accessed unless you have that special browser, like the Onion Router, and it's home to stolen data or illegal activities. Many people interchange deep and dark web, but they're very different. The most common data available on the dark web includes stolen credit card numbers, drugs, counterfeit money, hacked accounts, guns and other large weapons, driver's license information, social security numbers, tax account numbers, medical records, malware, fake IDs, and even pirated software. The dark web price index of 2020 on privacyaffairs.com lists the most recent costs for buying stolen information. Credit card details can be $80 to $120, banking logins $65, PayPal transfers $45, 50 PayPal logins $150, a Facebook account, $45, Instagram, $40, Twitter, $25, and a Gmail account, $65. The list has hundreds of items, though. Privacy Affairs also writes that the dark web data market grew, and as it did, the cost to buy things dropped. In 2021, 4.5 million credit cards went up on the dark web, so that that two-factor authentication that can be so frustrating makes more sense now. But what else can you do? Don't use the public or unsecured Wi-Fi offered. Use your own virtual private network or VPN to keep your data private from anyone looking by masking your IP address, by encrypting your data, and running it through secure networks, hiding your online identity. For those who work from home, your company may use VPN for you to log into their server, providing data protection. ATMs are places that your personal data is collected as well. Hackers place skimmers on card readers so that when you swipe, your data is collected. So be on the lookout for loose skimmers, keypads that are taped or even glued on. Don't share information on the phone unless you know who you're giving it to. Feel free to feel like you're being rude by not providing information that you're uncomfortable doing. Your financial health may be at stake. Don't use one password. When your data is dumped on the dark web, it can be checked against other details there about you, and this can lead to you losing data or money. This is why password managers are so important. They can keep track of all of your hundreds of complicated and hard-to-guess passwords. Not only data is stolen, but also your computer can be infected with malware, ransomware, and Trojan horse viruses. Malware, maliciousware, infects, explores, or steals your data on your computer. Ransomware is a virus introduced to your computer that will be removed if you pay to do so, or your data is released onto the dark web. It is a form of extortion. All 50 states have some sort of data breach notification legislation with details on how breach data must be communicated to those affected. If you've been contacted about your data being released or you've seen unauthorized on your credit cards or accounts, you can assume your information has been sold. There are free services that will scan known data breaches for your name or data. And the best credit monitoring services include this service. Experian, for example, has a free and a paid plan. If you do find that your information was released to the dark web, Money.com recommends these six ideas. Make sure your antivirus protection is up to date. 
Malware, if detected, can be disabled from infecting other devices by putting your phone on airplane mode, or you can disable your computer by turning off networking and Bluetooth, and then your security software or a professional can remove it from your computer. You should keep your passwords strong. We should all be past choosing one password for all of our accounts. Once that information is released, people who have it will try them on any of the released account information they find. Upper and lower case, along with numbers and punctuation, are your best options. Letting a program choose these and keeping track of them in a good password manager is a great idea. So don't use birthdays or names or other data that could have been released because it's not hard for a hacker to guess that you might have used that for passwords. Review your credit reports every four months by requesting one each quarter and looking it over. Any discrepancies will need to be addressed immediately. Turning on two-factor authentication is a good idea here as well. You can freeze your credit, and that means that any credit activity in your name is frozen, preventing any new accounts to be opened in your name. You can contact the credit agencies to lift this freeze when you are ready to apply for some credit. You'll need to contact each of the credit bureaus independently to do this, though. As frustrating as it is to use two-factor authentication, your password alone can easily be sold. Sending a text to your phone means that if your password is used, you'll be alerted through the text. Emails and social media are also used in something called phishing. It's an attempt to trick you into providing information by pretending to be someone you know. They can do this by providing some of the information they've already collected about you, making it feel as if you do know them. Don't reply or open links. Don't ask to be removed or unsubscribed from any email if you didn't subscribe to it. By doing that, you're actually verifying your email and it's sold as verified to others. Sadly, removing your data once it's released is almost impossible. You really need to spend your time and effort on changing passwords, notifying credit card companies to get new cards so that all release data is now irrelevant to the hackers. Your data was probably stolen through a data breach at a bank, a credit card company, or an online retailer. It's not common that one person's data is targeted, but rather thousands of records were probably stolen at once. Of course, using public Wi-Fi is risky, as well as not shredding personal data. If your social security number is available on the dark web, you should do all of the things I've mentioned and contact the Federal Trade Commission at 877-438-4338, or you can reach them online at ftc.gov slash ID theft. Keeping a vigilant watch on your data, assuming all requests could be malicious and acting accordingly, taking steps to keep all of your information safe, and avoiding entering personal information on suspicious or unsecured websites is what is required of us now. This is Kathy Pfefferhan. Thanks for listening to Finances and the Dark Web. I know you chose to listen and I'm grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and share your favorite episode with a friend. I'd love you to leave a review because it brings financial education to others and it helps people find me more easily. Also, let me know what questions you'd like answered and topics covered by going to the website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can contact Capital Coaching for your personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. You can also purchase the book, Finances and Your Financial Planning Workbook. Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school, so you don't have to. 